Uh, we're gonna move on to the ultimate to top five. We're gonna cut that conversation off. We got <laughs> the five Please. best middle linebackers in NFL history. Wait a second, Brandon Jackson. Brandon Whedon's still available for the Browns. No, he already got it. Can we mute Bo's mic for a sec, please? No, never. All right, Roundstone brings us the ultimate bull, bull. top five every day. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized oh, so businesses money. An average of 20%. Yeah, 20% contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money, too. And here's Aditi, Dequell, McNuggets, and there the it panel. Aditi, there it is. Aditi, you want to go back to No, Aditi, don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No go right, down, I spent 10 years talking about him. Isn't that I, enough? Is that I, yeah, I know what you, I know the real answer, but we'll keep it quiet. Uh, I, I don't know anything. I don't Dequel, know. Anything why did they do this to us? We're I'm, not even I'm joking. I'm joking. I just I'm sit here just saying he's a bad guy and everybody loves Joe Burrow. So okay. let's move on. Top go five. Ahead, top five. Middle All right. With Dequell, we figured it was only right to do the five best middle linebackers in NFL history. You better let's not start screw this with, one up, McNuggets. Let's start with number five. Junior Seau, 12-time Pro Bowler, 10-time All-Pro, 1992 Defensive Player of the Year. In 94, he was the AFC Player of the Year, Offensive and Defense, Hall of Famer, almost 1,900 tackles, one of the best of all time. I'm not, I'm not taking him out of my top hey, five. man, that dude played forever. He said 1992. Oh, he was playing when I was still in high school. Still playing. Still what, looking what, like that. What says the expert, Dequell? He's got to be in your top five, right? Nah, he's like my top 10. Wow. My top, my, it, this is a very hard list because Junior Seau was definitely, when I put it together in my head, I'm like, wait, Junior Seau definitely has to be in the five, but I can't take, so I'll, I'll let you guys go through the five and I'll tell you my five. Okay, right, very right. good. Yeah, let, let's run through and then we'll compare can with I, well. Go can ahead, I throw in one thing though? Can I throw in one thing? Please. My very first week on the job at the NFL Network in 2012, I flew out to California and that week Junior Seau so tragically killed himself right. and my wow. very first assignment was going to his house oh, and wow. let me just tell you this oh my god the number of fans the people that filed by that were dropping letters and cards and flowers mm -hmm. the impact that he had on the community on fans on the nfl world mm -hmm. i think that that has to count for something so it's very fair to say right. perhaps if you're just isolating who a guy is on the field, that's one thing. But Junior Seau clearly impacted no people beyond no just the way that he yeah. And I think well, that that should sort of factor into how we count our five. Yeah. No doubt. That is loved, well said. Loved, loved him. What's okay. your next one, Nuggets? Number four. All right, number four. Mike Singletary, the leader of the four? 1995 Bears defense, 10-time Pro Bowler, 9-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, 2-time Defensive Player of the Year. He had 19 sacks, 7 interceptions, nearly 1,500 tackles. He'd he be can't. higher if he played a little longer. His career was yeah. shorter than Dude, the other guys on the line. he was the leader of the best defense ever. ever. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely in my top five. Like that, yeah. that guy, he was undersized. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he played with such intensity and such, you know, he – he he he, um, he solidified the the middle linebacker position as an enforcer, and you loved it about it. No doubt, Crazy, man. His eyes too. All right, just looking at the uh, at the offense. I mean, he was coming after everybody. Number three. Number three, the leader of the Steel Curtain, Jack Lambert. I know it may be not a popular pick here, Didi. You may like this more than the rest of the guys in the panel. No. But once again, nine-time Pro Bowler, eight-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion, Defensive Player of the Year in 1976, and total dreamboat. How about 27 <laughs> interceptions, by the way? 27, that, the most of any linebacker again? on this list. Say yeah, that again? I know. 27 pitch. interceptions. As a middle linebacker. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, wait, I saw a lot of head nods on the panel here. Kent State Pride. Yeah. Kent Jack State Lambert's, Pride. So, I'm thinking you yeah, definitely have a top five. I'm not putting him at a Singletary, but he should be on the list. Okay. So, you're yeah. okay with him being in yeah, the top five? Because I am too. Yeah. I mean, how you rank these, it's going to be so subjective. But, yeah, he's in the top. Yeah. I got no problem. No doubt. We're going to hate one of the top two also. So even as much as Lambert. Bull, Bull is pre-hating your next one. Go ahead, <laughs> Yeah, he is. Go ahead. All right, number two, the man that all the awards are named after, yeah. Dick Buckus. Yeah. Anthony did not know that name was real, by the way. He had to ask me. He goes, oh hey, is this a God. prank or is this a real name? Is that a prank? Dick Buckus is very real. Two-time defensive player of the year. Prank. 27 interceptions, 27 <laughs> fumble recoveries. He made the NFL's all-decade team as the middle linebacker in two separate decades. Yeah. And he's um, a great actor. Woo! 
Yep. All right. I thought he would be the no, I, I did. I just thought he was going to put yeah. Butkus over. Your well, let's do number one real quick. Then I want to hear DeQuell and everyone else. But yeah. number one is Ray Lewis, 13-time Pro Bowler. It's a record for middle linebackers. 10-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, only player to ever win Defensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP in the same season. He also holds the NFL record for career tackles, career solo tackles, and single-season solo tackles. He beat my Giants in the Super Bowl. That was devastating. It's the first football game I remember vividly. Oh, we all feel sympathetic and for Ray you. Lewis, Giants. Giants one time. Ray Lewis, so, best middle linebacker ever. And led the league in, in, in passion, too. Did, led the league in murders no. one year. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember that. Whoa. 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 No, he just wouldn't rat out his friend, right? Uh -huh. Careful. <laughs> look, at that, look at our DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's clean that up before we move on. Alleged murder. Alleged murder. before we get to DeQuell's uh, definitive top five list. Can we hear? Do you have any disagreements with uh, McNuggets list there? Um, I think that there's quibbling about the order, perhaps, as Jay yes. said, but it's kind of like six of one and a half dozen of another. Mm -hmm. um, major absences. I mean, it's just hard. It's no, it's hard yeah, to we take it off. And I think it's, it's comparing the eras, and it's also like who was so important to what team, like right. who made what defense. I don't think this. So I, I mean, I'd rather hear from the expert. Let's hear from the expert. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. has one different one because he didn't have Junior on his list. Yeah. So. Who you got? Yeah. Yes. Right, so so the two okay. that I had in my that wasn't mentioned was I'm a little biased because I grew up a diehard Florida State fan. Derek Brooks. Oh, Derek I thought his yeah. impact. Was he a middle, he a middle linebacker field. though, DeQuell? Or was he outside? Yeah, I, think, oh, yeah. I mean, no, he played. He did play some weak outside, side, but he's still middle. He he played predominantly at Tampa. He was he was right. in the middle. That's that's hand up. Then I did consider him, but I, I didn't know if he was predominantly just a middle linebacker. I think because he did play some outside, that maybe yeah. okay, the, the perception fair. is that he wasn't a pure and true middle linebacker, but. Like he he was he was the mic on that team. Yeah. The the other guy's up for debate. I know I'm a you know you guys probably won't agree with me, but I think he's the most underrated middle linebacker that's not in the Hall of Fame right now is London Fletcher. Yeah. You oh, look at oh my you compare, if you compare his. Stats I was literally against, just gonna say, Dequell, what about London Fletcher? Cleveland's all. Yes. If you if you put but, if you put his stats up against Ray Lewis, aside from the Pro Bowls, they're almost identical. And for some reason, he gets overlooked every year for the Hall of Fame. And the guy was a steward at the position, played 10 plus years without missing a snap. And, you know, a lot of people just overlooking for whatever reason. And, well, and you know what I think a big part of it is? He didn't have a squirrel dance. He didn't talk. He didn't paint right. his face yeah, that, that is, same right. way. You're he right wasn't the courting the media. And right. he wasn't trying to be anything other than what he was, which he was, as you job. just said, the anchor of that defense, the captain of that defense. And how do you not yeah. love that story? Yeah. How do you not love where London Fletcher came from and what he turned that into? And it's so funny. He's so it's underrated. It's so funny because like, I was I just sitting there and I was like, yeah. is London it's Fletcher a top five or am I just yeah. totally biased? Because no. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, no, he's. No, I he's can't one of my put him in. People. For me personally, I can't put him in any of those five, but he belongs in the conversation. But DeQuell's right. Yeah. He's so underrated that I didn't even think of him until you, until no, you, you don't said think him. of him. Yeah. DeQuell, and what Pro about Zach are Thomas, overrated. by the way? He's a guy that's oh, got well, a Pro lot of love Pro Bowls are popularity contests. Oh, yeah. sorry, Mike. Go ahead, Mikey. No, but just what's you your take? Zach. Zach Thomas, there's a lot of Hall of Fame chatter for him. I like Zach I mean, Thomas. I know he's undersized. What was your take playing against him the same time? Yeah, I, I thought he played the game the right way. I, I think he, he's not in my top five, but he's no. definitely worthy of a Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe he had a, a, a decorated career. From Miami and the way he played the game and his impact off the field, he was a he was an enforcer, man. And back in those days, you had yeah. to you had to bring your big boy pass because he was not letting up and he yeah. played the game the right way. I tell there's you a that. Couple, there's a Brian Urlacher. I was going to say Urlacher. Yeah, I was just going to say what about Urlacher? And, and there's a Patrick guy Willis, that, that but, retired. Patrick Willis. Yeah, he just Patrick, mentioned Patrick. Willis. Patrick Willis. Good gracious, he was a monster. Like, when he retired, I was I thought it, I was playing. Well, the best linebacker ever didn't play middle linebacker, and that was Lawrence Taylor. No doubt. No Lawrence doubt. Taylor played every position. Lawrence Taylor's the – is Lawrence Taylor the best defensive player ever? Best football player He's ever. in the conversation for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. Between him and, and Dion, the way they completely changed the landscape of the way the, the position is played. Reggie White. Yep. Reggie White, Bruce yeah, Smith. you can add him in that category. Yeah, Bruce Smith. I mean, if Was Kevin Green a middle linebacker? Outside. Outside. No, outside. No, outside. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, McNuggets is telling me that we, we got to say goodbye to Dequell. Dequell. Well, can we hear Dequell? his top three? We need to, let's hear your top three real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, in no particular order. So, no particular order. So, this is my top five. Derrick Brooks, Ray Lewis, London Fletcher, Dick Buckus, and Mike Singletary. That, those are my five. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's crazy. I have, All right, I have one last thing for Dequell, too. If you're going to be in that Mount Montgomery Burns villain chair when we're talking to you, <laughs> can you here's my recommendation. This is my next time, chair. Next, yes, <laughs> next, time we, next time we bring you on, can you start with the back of the chair on the camera? Oh, yeah, you yeah, slow turn around. Spin around. And, <laughs> and maybe have a cat on your lap. <laughs> yes. Oh, there he is. Yes. Are you drinking Perfect. All right, Dequel. Thank you, Dequel. Yes, he is lady, the am. most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Thanks, Dequel. Dequel, we'll Take see care. you next week. He needs liquor to get through a segment of this. Thank you for... Oh. And again, yeah, right, he does. He, he does again, a shot at the end of every segment It's the only way us. he can tolerate us. Mike, I think you've touched on something. I really think that we do have to, every time Dequel yeah. comes on, uh-huh. Mikey, you need to tell him, flip the chair flip the and chair, do a yeah. music sting, turn. too. Evil music sting. Yep, like a bum, Just so you guys know... This is the first time that any guest on UCSS has used the external camera hookup. We figured out how to get it to work. It looked great. Which is why he looked 4K HD Aditi. We just sent her some gear to hook up. Next week, Aditi's going to be. You did not send me a camera. Where is my camera? Oh, I don't don't know what we sent then. What do we send? What do we send? We sent that to Bullseye. You sent a ring light and you sent a microphone. And I can tell you that the camera on my computer Where is my camera at? Well, we didn't send the Quella camera either. That was his. But I know we sent Aditi some stuff. You did. You sent me a light and you sent me a microphone. And I'm sorry, I'm a little technologically challenged, so it's not quite set up yet. Came this morning. I'm waiting for my six-year-old, who, by the way, looks like Jack Lambert without his teeth, (laughs) to come set it up for me. Yep. He's a dream ball. Ladies, you're going to love him. Dee, but it is a camera. Up. I was like, can I get one of those like super high def? Yeah, get her one. Yeah, we'll send let's go. We got it in the budget. We'll send you one. Sure. Adidas, let's okay, talk. We, we were debating. You're we've had a, a heated debate about, you know, Jay thinks if the if the Browns don't win a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson, that the trade's a disaster. A I, be, I believe when you have a great quarterback like Deshaun Watson or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, if you don't win a Super Bowl, it's a, it's a disappointment. But if, if they win, if, if they're winning double-digit games every year, going deep in the playoffs a bunch of times, even go to a Super Bowl but somehow lose, I can't call that a bad trade. What say you on this? No, I'm, I'm with Jay on this one. I think the way that you completely rewrote the way contracts are done, I think that the things that you absorbed, and I'm saying things very nicely, mm-hmm. but the public perception, the baggage, the fatigue of all of this, the – the, the moment where Baker Mayfield is holding a camp for kids and Deshaun Watson is in the midst of a legal hearing over all sorts of sexual mm. allegations, all of that that you have absorbed, you have said winning and winning the ultimate prize is the single most important thing. They are hunting for a trophy and nothing less than that. So I'm with Jay. I don't think that you take on all of that if you think anything less than a Lombardi trophy is worth is okay is acceptable so jay i'm with you on that one i really I think am. i think you said it much smarter than i did or could but i i agree I, I didn't even really think of the juxtaposition between what was going on at the same time that baker mayfield was holding a camp for kids when when you throw when you throw that in there it's it's not great optics and let's not sit here and say that deshaun watson has never done anything for children no nope, that would be unfair never done anything that we look askance at it's just simply the the coincidental timing of that and as you said the juxtaposition of the one image versus the other the Browns took on a lot beyond just taking on one player. And it goes from the gamut. It's not just what everything that Deshaun Watson is carrying with him. It's also that contract. It's that largest guaranteed contract ever. It is the way that they as an organization are viewed now externally, what the, whether the narrative is fair or not. All of that. You don't take all of that on unless you have your eye on exactly one prize. And Adam, that prize is not winning 12 games. I get it. That prize is I not get winning it, But they were never going to win it with Baker, so it, they had to get in the game. And now they are. Uh, Aditi, I want to ask that. a question that's slightly off topic, but um, it's, it's really sure. kind of a reporter-based question. And I asked Jason uh, to, to respond to this off the top. 
Two days ago, we had the Associated Press reporting that a league source told them they were more likely to accept a six to eight game suspension from Sue Robinson if that's what she hands down and that they would not appeal that decision. Then yesterday, it was a complete 180 and a contradiction. Another league source tells Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com that that's not true. That, that they will appeal and they are not going they're not going to settle for anything less than a year or an indefinite suspension. What do you make of these completely conflicting reports because one of them is absolutely wrong and one of them is absolutely right, but the sources are coming from the same office. What do you make of that? Yeah, but not everybody in the same office talks the same way. Not everybody has the same sources. Not everybody is plugged in in exactly the same way. And you have there. There are certain people, and Jason surely knows this. There are certain people who love talking, and they love talking anonymously, and they think it may earn them something later down the road, or it may make them feel powerful in some way. But just because they're talking doesn't necessarily mean that they're totally clued in. And there's also another possibility here, too. There has been the passage of one day. Perhaps, perhaps it's possible something has changed in the course of that one day or some piece of the formula has changed because of that. I don't, I, I just, you know, I, we all now to some degree have to rely on anonymous sources, but I go back to my days when I was at the Wall Street Journal and the ethos was you weren't allowed to use an anonymous source. And if you wanted to use an anonymous source, you had to have at least two saying the exact same thing. Yeah, and my problem right now, you've got one source, right, telling the Associated Press one thing and one source telling Mary Kay something. Well, I'd love it if it's two sources or multiple sources or getting some sort of verification and not just running because one person tells you something. Yeah, the point I made, Didi, is everybody's got an agenda. Everybody we talk to has an agenda yes and you have to know going in what's their agenda and why are they telling me what they're telling me and I, and I remember you know very early on again I'll go back to something since you brought up Ben Roethlisberger this one sort of sticks in my head this was 10 years ago I had just moved to Pittsburgh I was new in town and somebody had told our reporter at the NFL Network Ian Rappaport that Ben Roethlisberger wanted a trade now it was unverifiably not true. I mean, it was verifiably not true. But the person, but Ian was indeed told that, and he was told it by a person who had an agenda. And I remember being furious at the time. Why couldn't you just call Ben's camp? Why couldn't you get a second source? Why couldn't you ask for the team to say something? But it's just the way that journalism is right now. And you, when you're young in your job or when you are competitive or when you're hopeful or whatever it may be sometimes you need to take that second step to say what is the agenda here what or is there a possible agenda here why would this person be telling me this so again and this is the same thing guys that i said to all of you a few days ago i don't think anything about this situation is remotely black or white i think that there's a lot of noise right now i think that there is a ton of it could be this it could be that it could be whatever i for one quite frankly, and Mikey McNuggets, I know that you're going to hate that I say this because I expect ratings are through the roof anytime we talk about Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson, because I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm over, over it. it. Yeah. Baker, I said that earlier. take a yeah. cut, go to a new team, and get a new job, and do a show-me deal. Okay, we already know the Browns are willing to pick up half of that salary. We also know that teams would like Baker to take a little bit of a pay cut. If you really believe in yourself, then go and prove it. And I get it that Baker could sit here and say, look, the Browns owe me $18.8 million or $18.9 million. And I don't care if I sit for the year, if they have to release me, they owe me that money. They need to pay me that. Okay, fine. But then you could sit for a year or you could get yourself in a position at let's say Carolina or Seattle for maybe $15 million. The Browns will pay half of that. The new team will pay the other piece of it. And all of a sudden you could earn yourself a mega major contract and show that you are indeed a guy who's very competitive and wants to play and deserves to play and deserves to be a starter in this league. So please just go do that, Baker. From please. your lips so to I can God's stop ears. About you. <laughs> you know, well, you. yeah, I mean, Mikey McNuggets will be upset because I know it's ratings gold every time we talk about Baker Mayfield, but <laughs> quite frankly, I for one, I'm a little tired of it. Take the You're pay cut, alone. go to a new team, go prove that you belong, done.
Adidas, you just canceled the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. If we end this ruling right now and we get rid of Baker tomorrow, we're say, done. In fairness, one Wait, quick thing in fairness. Am I out of a job, though? Am I never getting that new camera? Is that what I'm going to do? You can kiss that new camera now. goodbye. It's gone. It is not exclusively, though, a, a, a Watson thing. Just We're not just that sick. It's it's a Browns thing. You talk baseball, and this doesn't this isn't just this isn't just this situation. You know this. Oh, you, can, yeah. you talk about baseball on the radio or something, they're just not as interested. I remember when I, I was writing for, doing columns for Cleveland.com for a while, and they said, or Plain Dealer or whatever, and they said that if you had the word Browns in the title, it would automatically get like 10 times the number of clicks as if it said like school shooting or anything else no, because right. this community is just really like, they, they just want Care Browns. more about the Browns than school shooting. Than school shooting. You know, it's anyway. funny, I was, I was at the Pro Football Hall of Fame um, two days ago, and Joe D, of course, who was with the Browns and with the Bills prior to the Browns, um, was there, and we were chatting. And I asked him about that. I said, to me, those are the two best fan bases in the entire country or in the entire league, and what is it about them? And he just said they're blue-collar people. There's not as much going on that you completely invest in your team, and it's the loyalty. No matter what, there's just this undying loyalty to their club. And I say that all the time. I really, truly do. I do think that the Browns have a tremendous fan base, just like the Bills do. And I get it, but it's funny how talking about Denzel Ward and why he's a Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate and what he does in the community and how, you know, people sort of thought like, why is he drafted number four overall and how he's proven that he should indeed have been picked that high. That just doesn't generate the same buzz as talking about sort of the scandalous things. It doesn't. That's and just a little bit. Aditi, yeah. um, McNuggets wants to use some data to, um, to, to back his point here. Yeah, so f six minutes ago, 12-17, we tweeted that Aditi was joining the conversation about Deshaun Watson right now, and we went up 113 viewers in the six minutes since we mentioned that on Twitter. That's Aditi, because of so. Aditi, not because of Deshaun I agree Watson. with you, Aditi. It was the <laughs> second tweet about Aditi being on the show, though. We talked about her joining with the top five conversation. And that didn't and move then, the needle as much? No, it moved up a tiny bit. And then we mentioned Aditi and Deshaun in the same tweet, and we skyrocketed. So, we listen, we think we're all sick of it, but it is the biggest story in sports right now, so we can't run away from it. And particularly here. I mean, it, it, there's interest. Well, and, and I think there's the news component, right? I think the same way that I'm sitting here and being like, okay, let's just find out what it is and move forward. I think that that's where fans are as well. You know, are, are they going to be able to see Deshaun Watson this year or not? Are they going to be able to, or are, are they banking on Jacoby Brissett? Are they dealing with whatever emotions they have to deal with and how they root and what they're rooting? I think that there is a suspense factor to both Baker and Deshaun. It's not just about the scandal, to be fair. Now, Didi, vibe with me here. Vibe with me a little bit. All right, um, I'll try. So I'll give you an example. Jason's really plugged in. He know everything was going on, right? You oh, go, yeah, You sure, go yeah. to the athletic, you know, <laughs> everybody talking. He know, he know everything about everybody. Jay, I heard him in a conversation earlier. He know everything about TV. He know who, who going, who coming, what we doing. Everything. Who's Stephen A. sleeping with? All that stuff. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I don't know. That I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had, I had, told he, he told us I had everything. nothing to do with that. It was all the dirt. No, he did not. I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute. Aditi, for the record, I've never, I'm kidding. Ever. I'm kidding. Let me slide. Let me bring this back. Let him buy. Sorry, G. Sorry. We have lost the wheel. All right, G. I got you. All right. got you, G. Now, you're very plugged in, right? And so people hear stuff and know stuff. So for regular people like me, are you telling me that with 100% guarantee that no. the Cleveland Browns have no clue what punishment is coming for Deshaun Watson? So when they went out and made the deal, they didn't vet, they didn't say, hey, let me, let me talk to, hey, Roger, I'm, I'm thinking about giving this man 230. Would you say it's a good chance he's going to get eight, six, or the whole year? You think they don't have no clue about it? Because people are acting like they just have no, they're, they're in the dark. I think they already know. I've had a few conversations with a few members of the organization that make me think, gee, they really, truly don't know. Okay. And remember, you can have a really good read on what the league office is doing. That doesn't mean that you know what Sue Robinson is doing. Uh that is the federal judge who is in charge of the hearing. She's a former prosecutor. She does not carry the same weight that somebody in the league office does. That's what I'll say. 
So I have not, in all my years is needing to be able to read people and read the room and discern what I'm being told, I do indeed trust the various people in various different divisions and departments who are telling me they really, truly, honestly don't know how this is going to play out. And But I do think there's a separate point here, G. You would hope that the Browns sort of had a sense of that and had some conversations before they committed that amount of money. If they're going to say that they have, if they're going to say they've done this exhaustive investigation into the whole thing, then that's part of it. Right. That's part of it. Things could change though, right? I mean, thing, you know, there's new information. You've said yourself that you think some of this new information has come out. Definitely. And I think the fact that this hearing is taking as long as it's taking, the fact that we're in our third day means that it is indeed getting extremely detailed. Yeah. And it is indeed getting into a lot of minutiae that may in fact be very new minutiae. Because remember, there was no whiff of the Texans alleged role or involvement in any of this until just recently. And you and think that, that this play? has been a story this has been something for a long time. And, and how does that play with the Texans? Like, we've heard a lot about Deshaun Watson, but not so much about, you know, the Texans are do. Are they bracing for some sort of trial or uh, are they going to have to start lowering up and, and figuring out what's going on with the league? How did where does that play with the Texans at? I, I think definitely there's going to be some sort of reckoning there. And I think the Texans initial statement that they've been cooperating as opposed to just an absolute outright denial is somewhat telling as well that the Texans said, you know, we've been cooperating as much as we can because isn't, isn't the knee jerk response usually, usually to deny right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. We deny this or this is not true or we will clear our name or, you know, the organization rebuts this, whatever. That's not what that initial response was. So I do think that there will be a piece here. I think that the owner of the sort of team affiliated um, massage group outfit organization, I don't know, I'm sorry, massage company. I think what she had to say about the fact that she openly told members of the Texans organization that she had had several masseuses engage in sexual activity relations with Deshaun Watson is very interesting. And the fact that she warned them that he was ripe for a lawsuit is a very interesting as well. If all of that is indeed true, then I think that's fairly notable. Aditi, I I don't want to go too far in the weeds here, but Jeffrey Kessler is involved in this whole thing now from the NFLPA side. How much can you tell us about what his presence in this whole story, how how that could possibly change what happens? I, I don't know that it really does change. I just think that this is such a big deal. I mean, we're not, whatever this is, we're not talking about a fourth string right guard. You're talking about a guy who was, who who was prior to having sat out last year seen as one of the brightest, youngest, biggest stars at the quarterback position in the National Football League. You're talking about a guy that a team committed more money to, more guaranteed money to than any team has ever committed to any player in the history of the National Football League. The profile of all of this is just so enormous. You'd expect everybody at the highest levels to be involved in some way. You know, you know, it's amazing. It's like, I know we're in the rare dead time in the NFL calendar, right? Like from the end of mandatory minicamp till training camp is the one dead time, the only dead time really in the entire NFL calendar. But there are usually in the last few years, there's been a variety of stories, a variety that have popped up. It feels like all there is is Watson and whether Baker will get traded. I guess maybe, you know, Jimmy G possibly getting traded is still... But it feels like there's... I'm thinking of, like, NFL stories. Is there any other stories? Are we no. just so in the weeds with this that I'm not paying attention? Are there any other I mean, NFL there stories? are, but they're just... You know, it's like Rob Gronkowski retiring. That, in theory, yeah. is a really big story. It's yeah, Julian yeah. Edelman saying that the Patriots thought that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. was dogging it and didn't 
play through pain. That's sort of kind of a little bit interesting. Terry McLaurin and what's going on with the entire wide receiver market. That's true. That's something interesting. He didn't even know Gronk retired. He didn't even know he's so in the weeds on this. See, and I just, I think that that's because Baker and Deshaun, not only are we in the middle of that, you know, it'd be interesting for me to ask a friend in, let's say, San Francisco, is this a really big story? Like, are you as engaged in that? We're obviously in it. (laughs) But I also think that that these are... These are such unique stories. Like, name me another story that parallels or rivals. Can you please ask? Can you ask for us, some of your San Francisco friends? We don't have any friends outside of each other. No, don't. If you you really could, like, between now and next time we see it, like, I'd like to know for real, like, if other, if this is a big deal all across, or if we're just really inside. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I will do that, Mike. There's not a problem with that. But you have to think that the New York Times and the Athletic and Sports Illustrated, what they're all devoting to the Deshaun story really tells you this is indeed a national story. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not everybody is is in the weeds on Baker Mayfield, but it's got to think about that. This is a guy who has been a starter in the National Football League for multiple years, who ended a massively long playoff drought for a team that, you know, was a laughingstock for a long time, was a starting quarterback for a greater length of time than anybody in recent memory for a team that again had what like 26 or 27 starting quarterbacks in the previous yeah five years you know something insane like that so that is a pretty big story in and of itself that that marriage broke up and it's got everything that americans love in this story too we've got uh intrigue we've got uh, sex scandals We've got crimes. Racism. We've got racism. We're a true crime-based society now. We yeah. love this stuff. So it's got excellent – the, and these players, you know, we, it's got an elite player. It's not like he's trash or anything. There's a lot of factors in here that you can totally understand why it is such a huge story. And it's not such a huge story that Rob Gronkowski's like, I think I'm going to retire again. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. We got Baker working out with the head of QAnon. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but you know, if you think about it, like another time, we would be having the conversation about whether Gronkowski changed the, the tight end position. If Gronkowski goes down as one of the top three tight ends to ever play the position, you yeah. know, like we would, I mean, he is a player of the caliber that you mark the end of his career. And it's barely been a blip. Gronk just doesn't want to play with Brady. Gronk should go to the Bengals. Let's go. Play with Joey B. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop what trying to make your team better on our Cleveland-based sports <laughs> show. What was Joe Mixon's line? That he, they're going to – I don't know. He just basically set everything up that the Bengals are going to have the most monster year and that people don't even realize it. Yeah, well, hopefully either the Bengals or Browns will win the Super Bowl. Because I am – as much as I love the Bengals for my whole life, I'm so invested in Deshaun Watson and the Browns. I'm dying for them to win it. I Because if the Browns win the Super Bowl – G and I are going to have a party to stick it to the Baker Bros. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be the greatest party. The Browns ever. will not win the Super Bowl, and the Bengals will not go back to the Super Bowl. Oh, they will uh-huh. both. They both going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. <laughs> Mark it down. Bengals Browns wow. will both win the Super Bowl in the next five years. Wow. I said it. Both. I said it. Mark it down. Homer the Bull. Mark it down. Will you bet your house on it? Will you bet your house on it? Hell no. <laughs> you have to understand with Bull. Yeah. Hyperbole yeah. is is normal speak. Scream it out. So, I've learned to say that when he says stuff like that, I yeah. know that he's just... But, but yeah. bull, I will... Oh, I believe it. I but I wouldn't bet my house on it. Then you don't believe it. Then you don't believe it. Even if Deshaun Watson plays his tail off, I, I predict he'll never win MVP. They will never give him an MVP. That's ever. true. That's true. It, it, if he does, it'll have to be... Ben Roethlisberger, listen, you know, case. I just... I just had this conversation with somebody at the Hall of Fame when we were talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was never close in the MVP talk. Nope. nope ben Roethlisberger not. did not win a Super Bowl MVP. But did he ever deserve now, one? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Is, but he threw five thousand yards in year five. Sketch, but what about the throw? What about the throw? What about yeah. the drive and throw? And the wide receiver who caught the ball, Santonio, won the MVP. Yeah. Not no, ben I'm not talking about the Super Bowl MVP. I'm saying the regular season MVP. I don't think he ever no, deserved one. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting how people automatically say, well, Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer on the strength of two Super Bowl wins. One in which he didn't actually really play particularly well. He had a right. great playoff run. The actual Super Bowl, it wasn't really the way that he well, played. Eli but Manning, Eli too. Manning, Eli Manning's not even close. Eli Manning, who also won two Super Bowls, who played tremendously in both Super Bowls, who does indeed have two Super Bowl MVP trophies. Everybody poo-poos that and simply says, oh, he'll just get in because of his name. 
So why is Ben a lock? But Eli is just, oh, because of his name. I think Ben was better than Eli. I think personally. they're both locked because they both won two Super Bowls. Yeah, two that, Super that's going to do that's it. That's what it yeah. is. I uh, personally, I would vote Ben for Ben and not for Eli. But you know, whatever. Why is Tom Coughlin horse. not in the Super Bowl? If Bill Cowher is in the Super Bowl with one Super Bowl, why is Hall Tom Coughlin two? Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Two? Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Does that why, have, does that have anything to do with his rosy personality? It's a, it's a, it's a popularity yes! contest. <laughs> Thank you, Aditi. It does. It has yeah. everything to do with that. And the fact that his cheeks turned red. I've talked to, uh, I won't name names, but assistant coaches that worked under Tom, and they didn't like him. He was awful. They, they, they just they didn't like him. Oh, I, I disagree. He is my favorite hey, person that I've ever that. been around in the National Football League. Uh, is that I true? love Tom Coughlin, and I talk to a lot of people who wow. actually, and you know what's amazing? I remember the year I wrote, I went to literally 30-something guys in the locker room. He was almost going to lose his job. It's the year before they won the second Super Bowl, and they finished, I think, 9-6, and 10-6, and 10-6, and six, sorry, They'd beaten Washington at the end of the season, but they just missed out on the playoffs. And those players picked him up and hugged him in the locker room. And I asked for sort of a referendum on him. And his players loved him. Mm-hmm. He did indeed undergo a personality morph in the sense that he showed yeah. who he is. And I'll never forget Mike Tomlin telling me that his kid's favorite coach in the league, the guy, the person that they always were most excited to see, was Coach Coughlin because he was a completely different person privately than what the public saw. Yeah. I mean, the loving grandfather, the engaged guy. He's the first person I told I was pregnant when I was pregnant with my daughter. Wow. In fact, I, and I he's still remember really the other him and his wife shooting. Ever in the really? NFL? Yeah. Because wow. he's fair and Amazing. he was consistent. You know what, Jay? Well, he you was knew exactly consistent. What it's all about getting. personal relationships. He was consistent. You knew where you were getting. And here's the thing. He never gave me anything special, but he never gave anybody else anything special. Yeah. It wasn't like I knew that this coach is talking to the guy, that guy, but not to me. Or this coach is giving this to this girl, but not to me. Tom Coughlin was consistent. He was honest. He was who he was. And when he was told, you need to soften a little bit, he did. Yeah, he, he did. He definitely he changed. He adapted when necessary. Yeah. And he won. And look, you can ask Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan has told me this, that when he first got in the league, he hated the guy. Now he credits the guy with making him who he ended up being. Yeah, and you'll I've hear heard that. that from a- I've heard players say that he's the boss or the teacher that you hated at first, but you ended up, he, that person ended up being your favorite because you realized he made you reach your potential. That was Tom Coughlin. Exactly. But I, but I had also and, talked and to a lot of players that did like him. I, I'd also encourage you to go back and watch that football life on him because the story of him and his wife, Judy, oh, I mean, no. it's just the biggest love story I've ever seen. And Judy Coughlin, P.S., is the exact opposite persona of Tom Coughlin. I mean, wow. just as warm and loving and beautiful a human as I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wow. helped in the metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. This turned into a real yeah, coffee love fest, did. didn't it? Yeah, and I didn't see that coming. Uh-uh. Aditi, right, Aditi, we... Aditi, the camera is in the mail. <coughs> yeah. The camera is in the Sweet. mail. Three okay. All right. And if we see you next, you're going to be in vivid 4K. We'll see you next week. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. I'll Bye, put on Aditi. the fake eyelashes. Pay for it. All right. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Thank you, Aditi. Bye. She, yeah, I didn't see that coming either, the the Coughlin love fest. No, we really went all oh, in no. on the Coughlins. Yeah. But hey, hey. it turns out they're delightful people. Never called oh. you after you 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 had a kid, right? <laughs> I never told Tom that we were expecting. Right. <laughs> that Still, never came up. By the he way, it never came up. The first thing Jay told me was the women never the ask parts. a woman if she's pregnant yeah, or not. Yeah, don't, don't do that. No, I do almost that. Oh, needed to be told that. that Who do needed that? to be yeah. told that at this point? Yeah, day? I'm hey. surprised it took that long for you to hear that. Hey, I don't, just I don't, occurred to I just don't talk. Right. I look at the ground. I, I gotta get about mistake. the Cavs here because I'm angry about something. <laughs> yes. Can we get oh, to this? Are you, angry or are you raging My bull? God. I am raging. Take. I don't know if I'm raging or I'm seeing red. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but i Depends how the branding goes. Now, at first, I was angry that the Cavs didn't trade because I've been screaming for months about wanting to see the Cavs trade for DeJounte Murray. And by the way, all the so, so, supposed geniuses about the Cavs, not, nobody ever said to me, well, they don't have the draft picks, they don't have the draft picks, they don't have the draft picks. Now, yesterday I complained about it. And first of all, the Hawks got nothing in this. I mean, the, the Spurs get nothing in this deal. Now, the losers out there are going to say, well, they got three draft picks, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a crap. Draft picks are for losers. Champ- uh, trophies are for winners. It's very simple. I don't care about draft picks if you get obsessed about draft picks. Now, in the end, the Cavs couldn't trade their 23 pick 
because of the stupid Karis Levert deal. Now, to be fair, I like the Karis Levert deal, so I'll, I'll admit. Stupid. You're I'll talking admit, in circles, Bull. But DeJounte Murray is 70, 70 million times better than Karis Levert. And oh, my buddy Chris Fedor saying to me yesterday, well, he's not a great fit with, with this team. I don't know. Do you agree with that? No, I disagree. I think okay. he's a great fit. I so think he's you're saying fit. Chris is wrong. I'm, I'm just saying we disagree. It's Kill Chris. Ooh. Kill him. <laughs> I just think Can no. you say publicly right wrong. now that you hate Chris's guts? <laughs> jo- no, I'm in a fantasy awesome. baseball league with him. I can't say DeJounte that. DeJounte Murray almost averaged a triple-double last year. Uh, I, I, he's Somebody said, well, but he's an inefficient shooter. He almost averaged a triple-double and he led the league in steals. Inefficient shooter, his team sucked. <laughs> sucked. Okay? Well, well Colin that's why Sexton's I grabbed all those stats. Shooter. Maybe that's These why guys were complaining stats, you had though, to give up too much. They gave up nothing. They gave up three draft picks. But okay, all right, so they couldn't make a trade. But here's what I'm really angry about. Not even about that. that. That Murray made another team in the East better than the Cavs, potentially. Yeah, that stinks. But but here's what I'm mad about. And this is a chronic problem with my fellow Clevelanders. And yes, I'm a Clevelander. I've admitted this. I am a mutt. I'm a half New Yorker, hey, half you, Clevelander. You ain't, you ain't got to apologize. You no, I'm not, I'm not saying, but I, Cleveland is in my blood now. Okay, mm-hmm. I've been here long enough. All right? And let me talk to you, my fellow Clevelanders. And most of you are, are Baker bros also. <laughs> this, this loser mentality. There's a loser mentality from a percentage of the fan base. The Baker bros have a loser mentality. Because the loser mentality says, well, we're pretty good. I don't want to mess with it. I have morons on Twitter yesterday saying, I don't want to trade for DeJounte Murray. We don't need him. You don't need him? He's an all-star. What kind of idiot says they don't need an all-star? See, I was one of those idiots last year. I said the, the stupidest thing ever on the radio. I said, I don't want LeBron James on this team. And then a week later, I said, what the, what the, you know what <laughs> nice is save. wrong with nice you? Nice save. Who the hell wouldn't want LeBron? I don't want LeBron. I want to win a championship. Well, who the hell would say it? You said it. I know that. I was an idiot. Are you yelling at you right now? Yes. Okay. But now. I just love that Baker is catching strays okay. right. on a rant about the Cavs. Uh-huh. Cavs, Cavs, Cavs. No, because Baker. Baker bros were in the crosshairs. The Here's Bakers. why the Baker bros were in the crosshairs. Because they had this with, well, he won a playoff game, so we shouldn't replace him because Brian Hoyer and Brandon Weed never won playoff games. Oh, yeah? Who gives a rat's ass? Let me tell you something. You always try to get better. Always. Don't tell me the Cavs don't need to trade for an all-star. What are you, stupid? Of course they need another all-star. They haven't won a freaking playoff game without LeBron in 5,000 years. What are you talking about? We don't need another player. I'm spitting all over the place. I know, I'm right near you. Fans do this with the Guardians. His wrists are wet. I, I remember. I'm wet. There's a splash. I remember in 2017. Right in 2017, I was ba- banging the table for the Indians at the time to make some trade. I don't even remember what the trade was at the time. <laughs> and I got a million tweets. Don't mess with it. They're winning a million games. They have great chemistry. Yeah, because if one good player gets added to the team, it's going to F up the whole chemistry. Are you <laughs> stupid? The Cavs are a good basketball team. They're not a championship team. Mm-hmm. They need you in, in the NBA. You say, well, they got three all-star caliber players. They do. But at the moment, and maybe Mobley will turn into one. I don't know what you think, Jason. They don't have the super elites, right, Jay? If that's you know, your top three quarterbacks, yeah. you call them super elites, right? The Cavs don't have a LeBron James. They don't have a Kevin Durant. They have three awesome players. You think Mobley Love can them. become one? Mo- Mobley? Yes. I don't think. Yes. I do you too. Which Mobley? Wait, which Mobley? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Continue. So Continue. you <laughs> always, this idea that we should stand pat because we're good is the stupidest thing ever. Even the best, the Dodgers are, have been one of the best franchises in baseball. What do they do this offseason? They signed Freddie Freeman, the MVP of the World Series. That just cost them money. Did they just write? Right. So what? Well, it's easy. Who gives a crap? I don't care if it costs money. I don't care if it costs draft picks. I don't care if it costs me my throat. I'm being able to talk for the rest of the freaking day. Stop being babies. Stop being losers. Most of you are not. 80% of you are cool. But the Baker bros, are. You're, it's tied in. You're the same people that don't want to make trades, don't want to sign free agents, don't want to mess up with the chemistry. If you have a, 
If one player added to your team, baseball, football, basketball, is going to screw up the chemistry, then your team sucks and wasn't good enough to begin with. Is there a defibrillator on this set? I'm just, <laughs> we're going to need one. I'm just I swear curious. We're I just got to we're in a park like I'm in a Gallagher show. He only inhaled twice during that five-minute rant. His doctor is calling me right now saying, Jay, step in. I know. Step was, in now. His wife's texting all I've of got to pee right now, too, for crying out loud. Bull. Did somebody give me a bucket. Bull, some of what you said made sense. All of it. Some. A lot of what you said that was contradicted that was the part that made sense. What? What contradicted? Well, what's funny to me is yeah. our biggest disagreement yeah. is that this the the Browns trade needs to end in an in an NFL championship, a Super Bowl win. Or it's a disappointment, yeah. Or I say that's a loser's mentality if you're okay with it, not I'm not okay with it. But anything else than that is second best. Yes. At worst. Agreed. At, okay. Agreed. So, I just wouldn't say the trade's a disaster. I would. I'm not okay with the Browns. Let not me ask you this: if, if, the, if the Cavs get Murray, yes. if they were yeah. to get Murray and give yeah. up all that, because I'm kind of with you, draft picks in the NBA, whatever they are, what yeah. they are, you can build a team through free agency if you want to go that route. Not if they would get Murray, do you think that that's going to win the Cavs the NBA championship? Do you think they're the favorite to win the NBA championship? No, but I, I think even. it would give them a, reg- a, a much better chance. Jason, what when teams make these kind of moves? What kind of conversations are going on in the front office about, because I've always wondered, this is a move that would make us better, but it isn't going to put us over the top. Is that is that conversation happening with the Cavs on this Murray trade? Oh, yeah. They yeah, can't absolutely. see a pat on this team, Jason. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you begin? I have 11 minutes. Well, not even, because we no. haven't even got to the Guardians yet. Yeah. Okay, let's unpack this as quick as we can. Okay. Don't dismiss the currency of the draft picks. And I know you're going to say Agreed. that. Listen. When Boston traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to Brooklyn, everyone said, oh, my God, what a home run trade for, for Brooklyn. They did. It was a disaster for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I talked to NBA people who said Danny Ainge knocked that out of the park, and they turned that into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And look where the Celtics are today because of that trade. Yeah, you can yeah. give the opposite example. But no, listen. Too. But yeah. listen, it's a 2025 and a 2027 unprotected pick. When we were texting last night, I didn't realize those picks were unprotected. Complete unprotection is incredibly dangerous in the NBA. And you can say, okay, well, that's down the road. This Atlanta regime is under immense pressure to win right now. I heard that from a bunch of different people over the last 24 hours. And they stood pat, kind of what Bull was saying. They did stand pat last year. They said, we got Trey Young. We got this young team. Went back. Let's see they where did it go goes. Backwards. And they took a step back. And now, all of a sudden, it is pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. To an unprotected pick in 25, an unprotected pick in 27, and basically an unprotected pick in 26 because there's swap rights, that's made by a GM who doesn't think he's going to be here. Yeah, in 20, right. Seriously. No, it in is. In 25, 26, yep. and 27. I want to win so now. screw and- it. We got to go right now. Yeah. The Cavs feel right or wrong, and you can disagree with this. And I've said the, the thing that is so good about where they are right now is their best piece is their youngest piece. It's not like... Zion, where he's already coming up on a max, and what do we do with him? Evan Mobley is their number one. He's going to be their number one on a championship-type run, and he's coming off his rookie deal. They have. To, I'm not saying don't ever make a trade like this. I'm saying I don't know if this was the right guy to make it on. I think he makes them better, immensely better. But it has okay. to be the difference but you gotta, maker. You also have to sort of keep your powder dry for, right. for the right guy. But they have yeah. to make a move like this at some point, don't they? And I think that they can. I mean, they got Kevin yes. Love on an expiring. I roll my eyes at the expiring all the time because the idea of, of trading him for, for a bad contract and assets back in the day when they were doing that sort of thing, I never thought was very realistic. But they do have a pretty big trade bullet now to fire. The problem is getting people to come to Cleveland. You said you can build through free agency. You can't in Cleveland. No, you have yeah. to hold people at gunpoint to get them to come here. Well, you just do. Unless you have a LeBron James really, on your roster and really, people are willing really to come. Really quick point about how important these draft picks can be. Who are two best players? Two of our three best players anyways. Yes, we drafted them both. Yeah. We just won the NBA title. Where did they get their best players yeah, at? You're absolutely Got them right. all through the draft. If you if you actually draft correctly, it's an Agreed. But my, my point is if you're trying to win and if you're a contender, your draft picks in the bottom 10, it's not likely to Correct. be a key right? but, but it I better mean, be the... But if you have disastrous and season. Spur- it could Three, four, four five years right is a move. lifetime. Oh, the, it, it was you the right move. You can't be scared system. to trade draft picks is all. No, I, mean, I don't the, think the they are. Jason, the, was ahead. the equivalent of this trade the, what the Rams did to get Stafford? Uh, that's, you know, I hadn't I thought mean, Stafford, of that. They went all in, but the reason I bring that up is because when, when they made the trade, everybody said, wow, that, like they're in to win it now. They're, they're, this right. is it. Right. And if they don't, it's going to be a disaster. But now they're playing with house money. They won. You, you, they, won. they won. Now they can try to right. win two or three That's or true. become so, dynastic. And, and, the, and I've, I've actually used the Rams in the, in the master baker debate 
of hard K. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> that the closed caption is going to have a field right the, Hello. That the Rams had a guy take them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they said, he's not good enough. We have to do better. And they went all in on Matthew Stafford, and it worked. It paid off, and they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Are you willing to say DeJounte Murray is the piece that is going to win us a championship? I wasn't. If you're willing to say that, make this deal. But if you're not willing to say that, you have to sort of keep your powder dry for when that time comes. Who's and you set your fran- if you don't, you set your franchise I, back years. Well, I think it all hinges yes. on the fact when they say Mobley is a super piece, a super max dude, okay. he has to be Durant. He has to be LeBron. He yeah. has to be Giannis. Well, if he I is, mean, they can win a championship. If he is, yes. they can win. Now you're talking playing. greatest of all time. I'm not going to put a rookie into that. But I do think Evan Mobley can be a number one on a championship team. He can be the pillar of a championship organization. Darius is a great number two. And the Cavs think that too. And the Cavs, I think they think that too. And Jarrett could be a number. Like they have, I've said this for months. They have organically built a big three. And that is almost impossible to do. Golden State did it. San Antonio did it. Oklahoma City did it. And the owner was too cheap to keep it. And they did it through the draft. draft. Mm -hmm. And and, and, Jared Allen was a trade. But that was a minor trade. But Mobley is the big piece to this thing. But those were top five picks. When you look at what the Warriors have done, where right. they got Draymond. But I will, I will like, also, there is value in these picks. There is, but I will also argue that you can find value in the NBA now much different places than you could 10 right. to 15 years ago. It's Everyone just, wanted a top five pick. Look what Miami did. Look what Toronto has done. They're finding undrafted guys, and they're developing them. But yeah. It is possible to do that. Last thing real quick, though. You guys keep bringing up these other teams. Those teams were starting over and building. The Cavs are past the starting over point. And one other bonus on the big three is not only are they really good, but they're also really likable, which is a nice bonus. They it, awesome. about it is, but both to, to your yeah. point, they're on the they're on the front edge of yeah, I, building. Yes. They, I have a, not on, you know, this window is just now it's opening. It's just opening. Right, I but they're not at the starting over. Yeah, I love the way no. you put it. Yeah. Keep your powder dry. Yeah. There is going to be a deal that makes sense. Make it when it makes sense. Keep your we powder gotta dry. Got to talk guardians because we're, yeah. we're running low on time. I thought last night was one of the most. I think it was probably the most emotional win this year. I don't know. I shut it off. You know, oh. you did. Yeah, I shut the game off. Oh, no. That's a good job out of you. I shut the game well, off. Well, it was. We it were was... actually out to dinner watching it. Winky Lizard. I was listening, no. driving home. At six three, it felt when Kepler bad. hit the home run. I changed the station. Yeah. Never, never Don't really worry, Jay. Most it. of the sports talk, sports talk shows in Cleveland didn't even watch the game. So, <laughs> Ooh, shade, shade. I, Everybody's catching strays. I want. I want to say that I think it was the the most emotional win that we've seen so far. Hopefully, yeah. I know in baseball the momentum is the next day's pitcher, but with Bieber's going today. So I, I do think that if they win today, they're a game out of first place. What do you They make? were going to be four out. They would have. The difference four between out. four and two. Huge. I know it's massive. early. Especially no, the Yankees it's coming. But it is Again, it's, massive. It's yeah. the mentality. Combined it with the Yankees coming to town, that would have been a huge difference. Now, yep. listen, I want to love Naylor. I think I, I, I'm pushing him. I, I, I'm really enjoying his season this yeah. year. I've been calling him an average player. Yeah, you don't even like him. Nope. I, no, I want to like him because I love his emotion. I love the fact that he's kind of a little fat, which I love. I love fat guys. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, and, and his emotion definitely deserves an upgrade over his talent. Like, he, he's a good, he's a good, solid player. He's not a superstar. He's never going to be a superstar. He's the kind of player Cleveland loves. He, uh, no doubt about it because he plays with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. And that he was huge. Hard. That was a clutch hit to go opposite field in that oh. situation. Why the Twins brought in Jarrell Cotton in that situation? I have, I no, have idea. no idea what they were thinking. Nope. The guy's a journeyman pitcher. I, I don't understand that. Uh, I would have stuck with what's his name, the kid who pitched the eighth, who's like Duran. 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 Joan Duran. Man, that guy's He's throwing. filthy. He should be their closer. Pagan's okay, but no. and the Guardians have killed Pagan. Yeah. And I don't understand. Baldelli has made some Baldelli really screwed up. He should have had Duran in the ninth with the best of the Guardians lineup. Yeah. We talked about it briefly before. Ahmed Rosario is on fire. Mm-hmm. You can't. Guy couldn't get a hit to save his life for two months. Now you can't get him out. He's, He's playing great. You know, we need a little more consistency with the lineup. It's been up and down. You're getting nothing out of center field. You're getting nothing out of catcher offensively. They got to win. They got to win the series. Uh, yeah, they win, win the, the series, series. Yeah. today. Well, the game's starting in a couple of minutes. Yeah, here, right? it starts in 10 minutes. Let's go. We need on the hill. And down the stretch, I mean, I know we're only halfway point, but we got to get vintage Bieber back. We yeah. need the ace. He's really good, but he's not vintage. I'm not sure it's ever coming back. I don't Why think I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I I, 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 when back. I watch him, to forget the score and everything else, and you just look at his stuff, it's not as good. It's not as good. And look, I, can't the Guardians, why, guys, why. Listen, I can't explain why. I don't the know Guardians, why. If the Guardians are going to win this division, if they're really – listen, the American League East has all the best teams outside of Houston, right? This yeah. division – the in the Central and the West, the Astros are the only good team. 
The Guardians are okay. The Twins are okay. Everybody else stinks between the Central and the West. <laughs> the White Sox are a mess. It's not their year. I, I, they, maybe they'll turn it I don't know. They're, they're, they're only six out. They I just have to get you. healthy. They, they if they get I just healthy. think they're a mess. I, they may put it put, put it together. I'm not possible. looking past the White Sox. But the Sox. Guardians need to go all in, and they need not only DeJounte Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe to play baseball. Uh, yeah. They need to get a starting pitcher, too. I think they need rebuttal. to get a starting pitcher. Like yeah, who are we talking out. about? Who needs a starter? I think the Guardians need a starting pitcher. I've said that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it it sounds weird to say it because yep. they never think about Listen, that. I want a center fielder, a catcher, and a starter. Please, I think they should be aggressive and get all three. Plesak and Savali are not the next in this long pipeline that they've had. It doesn't had. look They're like They're average pitchers. Not. They're average I guys. thought they were. At one mm-hmm. time, it looked like they might be. They new owner guy. You want to make a real make some friends in Cleveland right now? Don't you sign us some players all the so the problem is, Jason, I know a who's lot of the stuff elite that pitcher that. that's available? Right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Castillo, possibly. He's not elite. He's the probably he's the good. best. That's, he's probably the best that's available he right now. You know. And I've already talked at length about the imbalance of the 40-man, and they're going to have to do something. So yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they are going to be yeah. proactive. In terms of Bieber, what's different? Well, the sticky stuff went away and the yeah. shoulder injury last year. That's where you got to put the money on. It's one of those. We made him stop cheating. And, <laughs> and you know, I've, I've had conversations with them about – sort of his, his legs and his delivery and trying to tweak some things. Listen, it's not working. The, yeah. the, the, the metrics beyond did he get the guy out or not, the metrics are concerning with him. And the I, velocity. I, yeah, I just don't think I, – I absolutely believe this very well could be Shane Bieber's last year in Cleveland. Wow. They, well, they have to trade him if they're, if they're not going to well, sign him. He's so down they, to they're two seeing the same thing this. we're seeing. Yeah. And if that's true – and it continues, his value goes down with every start. Right. By the way, it's not crazy, and they've done this before. They could be buyers and still trade Shane Bieber this season. Oh, sure. They yeah. did it with Trevor Bauer. They oh, did. Yeah, you could they absolutely did. do yeah. that. I you think could. Th- I think they probably – I shouldn't say that. You're right. I don't know. I was going to say they, they probably They did it with Bauer. Yeah. I know Bauer off the – you know, he's But Bauer was a lunatic. But, yeah. yeah. Bauer yeah. was better crazy. into that deal, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they guys, I'm serious. They they need a center fielder and they need a catcher. Well, they just signed Miles Straw to a five year twenty five million. They're not deal. making a lot Big, of money. No, but that's a huge miss. That is to them. That they're not a, they're not gonna yeah. move on from him. And Terry loves him defensively. He says you hit it to center field, well, then you're, you're out. Then go to really the really hit two hundred. Then go get Contreras and have one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. He's not going to cost that you know much. What? He's a rental. Maley and and y- your buddy Hedges are both hitting like below 170. They suck. Not They're awful. I know that you know teams say, well, let's just get a good defensive catcher, and you can you can't overlook yeah, 160 and 175. Wilson Contreras is it is an above. He's not as good as those guys defensively, but he's above average. He's not bad behind the plate. No, he's not going to kill you. He is you one there. of the maybe the best hitting catcher in baseball. I mean, he's certainly up there. I'm trying to think who's better right now. Well, Carlos, Santana was just, Carlos Santana was just moved by the Royals, and I'm wondering if the Guardians even had conversations. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. All right, we got to get to good bet. Okay, good bet, bad bet. Yeah. Good bet, bad bet. And for the record, Hedges betting 160, Manley betting 179, Straw betting 199. Okay. Three guys oh, under oh, 200. Add that up, and that's a that's an all-star right there. Three, three, <laughs> three guys below mm-hmm. 200. All right, we're going to run through good bet, bad bet, but first let's take the standing, Steve, because for the first time all year, Look at the tie atop. Oh, the my no God. Three. Are you kidding? Dead That's even. That's crazy. Bush went 0-3 yesterday. Bull went 1-2. What are Jay the odds of that happening? Hey, what did I do for you? You went 2-1, right? Did I go 2-1? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you 2-1. All right. So, we're going to run through these so Mike's we can get through final takes. Have. We're exactly opposite on all three <laughs> of our yep, picks taking today. taking a bad. I know. They are. So, we will not be tied tomorrow. Let's get to the first one real quick. Guardians, one and a half run favorites. As you mentioned, Bieber pitching against Chris Archer. G alone here. Archer's Looked he's, pretty good. His record is average, but yeah. he's he's not the guy that he was in Tampa. But no. he he's been pretty good the last couple of outings. So All right, I'm, I'm, I'm buying the momentum. I don't usually buy momentum in baseball, but I'm buying it off of that. Well, win when last when night. you have momentum and Bieber, yeah. it's a good bet. Yeah, yeah. All right, number two. Speaking of Bieber, over seven and a half strikeouts tonight for Shane Bieber. Yeah, yeah Jay and I are together. I, my thought is. If the Guardians win, I think Bieber's going to pitch well. If he pitches well, he should have eight strikeouts. Yeah, so you didn't hedge your bet. You're all in right, on it. Exactly. Okay. All right, last one. Neither team scores a run in the first two innings tonight. It was plus 135. Ooh, G alone on G. Bush. This I'm going to make up some. I'm yeah, you got some ground. That's two of those that you're yeah. against the, the squad. Yeah, I'm against the yeah. Big swing. Big mm-hmm. swing today. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a big move. AOC always wins. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Look, what I'm stunned at is after 98 games, the three of us are deadlocked. That's amazing. That's it's actually picks. amazing. 
It's yeah. Improbable. Like, what What's that? It's a million probable. to one? I mean, it's going to be like a million to one shot. It's unbelievable. No? On the same cycle. Like, none's in a We're all just mediocre. We're not elite. We're just mediocre. I disagree with that. If you're over 500 in betting, you're a winner. Yes. You're a winner. We're in Vegas. No, we're above average. No, we're not elite, but we're above average. We're not mediocre. Oh, so then you're not Baker. Yeah, we're making money. I said you're Baker if you're average, but you're saying you're above average. We're above average. You're not more. We're better than Baker. Okay. We're counting cards. All right, let's get to final takes. Mr. Bull, you're I first today. I feel like today. Bull just did his final take. I mean, no, he did like he four got, final takes. Well, I got one, too. I just got to remind myself what it is. He got still in the holster? <laughs> he got, he got oh, a whole clip. Smoke him if you got him, Bull. I, I, okay, so great story out of baseball. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yesterday, Mark Appel. Does anybody know who Mark Appel is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mark Appel became the oldest pitcher ever drafted first overall. I saw that. The oldest player ever drafted first overall to make his major league debut. He's almost 32 years old. Mark Appel was drafted first overall by the Astros in, I believe, 2013, I think it was. It was 13. Right? He, this guy was so hyped. He was taken ahead of Chris Bryant, I believe, in 2013. Um, this guy was supposed to be the next great pitcher. He was a disaster. Couldn't get anybody out. He dealt with injuries. Eventually, the Astros traded him to the Phillies. Yep. Went to Philly. He was still a disaster. He was still having injuries. He retires from baseball in 2018, never getting close with to the With a career majors. ERA in the minor leagues over five. Yeah, it was terrible. He was awful and injured. Retires. Came back to baseball last year. Went back to the Phillies after three years out. And goes to the minors. Did a decent job. This year, he'd been, he pitched in double-A, triple-A, and was great. I think he had like a 150 ERA. They called him up a few days ago. Last night, he made his major league debut. Went one inning, one in strike, got one hit, no runs. In relief, yeah. yes. So, congratulations to Mark Appel. That's an amazing story. The only, uh, the only other first overall pick to ever make a major league debut after the age of 30 was Matt Bush of the Rangers, who I believe had drug problems. And yeah. I think he was drafted as a, as a hitter. And, and then he came a, back as a pitcher, yeah. and, you know, he's been in the Rangers' bullpen the last couple of years. It is a great story. Great story. He pitched yeah. late in the game, and his team was down. Ninth inning, they were down 4-1, so like, yeah, But still, just to watch him come out there yeah. and get three outs, yeah. mm-hmm. and and his teammates, you can tell his teammates were oh, over the moon. That's an amazing excited story. Excited for It's like a Disney movie from the 90s or something like that. Jim Morris. Yeah. Okay, real quick, guys. Uh, I'm doing a story. You know how I'm a hard-hitting pseudo-journalist for uh, WKYC during the day. I'm doing a story on the fireworks law that we got going on in Ohio. We got 4th of July right around the corner. New fireworks law, Ohio. Congratulations. You all get to fire off fireworks. You can buy them, shoot them off in your backyard, anywhere you want now. Thank you for this new law. Nope, not quite. There was a actual carve out in the law that allowed towns, communities, cities to say, no, thank you. We pass on that law. We'd rather not. Uh, and you, here's a, just a partial list of the um, communities that have decided to duck out. Bay Village, Bedford, Berea, Brexville, Broadview Heights, Brook Park, Cleveland Heights, Cleveland, Euclid, Highland Heights, Lakewood, Lynnhurst, Avon Lake, East Lake. This goes on forever. Is Rocky River out? I don't Rocky want to Rocky that. Yes, Rocky River's out. Yes. Everybody's out. days that they are allowed to do them? Yeah, it gets really I specific. I hate the 4th of no, July and fireworks. For these ones, th- th- never. All across the board? Across the board. They oh, can't. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's still under the same law that it was essentially last year, which is none, but we all look the other way. Nobody He's going to stop firing off fireworks. If anything, they have a little bit more lenience probably now because you can be like, it's a state law. Get off my back, Shaker Heights or South Euclid <laughs> top. Um, other ones that – these are the ones that surprise me. Madonna, Medina opted out? Are you kidding me? That's like it's like the South. Brunswick <laughs> opted out. Like Brunswick is the Texas of Northeast Ohio. Maybe they're just confused and by they, the law. Even, maybe. I don't know. Independence opted out. Wow. Your name is Independence. <laughs> <laughs> it's Independence Day. What are you doing? Uh, Here are the only ones that are allowing it. No joke. These are the only three that I could find that you, where you actually can fire off fireworks. And that it? is Olmstead Falls, Maple Heights, and Fairview Park. I don't know what's going uh, on that's there. That's too close. I live close to Fairview Park. All I don't right. Like well, that. it's not all about you, bull. It is. It it's is. always about me. Regardless, Olmstead, <laughs> if you. So what I'm saying is, long story short. Uh, it is an interesting law in that they allowed everyone to opt out. It will be interesting moving forward if the Ohio legislature moves forward and, and does abandon and outlaw abortion outright, if they'll allow the same sort of home rule choices to these places. Will it be up to these communities? Or is this just a very specific thing that they that, that they care about? And one last point, if you are in Maple or if you are in Maple Heights or Olmstead Falls or Fairview Park, it is going to look like a KISS concert <laughs> during 
Uh, their encore, uh, I want to rock and roll all night party every day for the next like two straight weeks. So good luck. Get your pets underground and uh, have fun out there, everybody. Yeah. Um, by the way, black people ain't allowed playing with fireworks. I no, Brianna, just that. Brianna to tell you that right now. Is that true? That's, 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 that's true. a rule. No, that's Jason rule. Pierre. What's, what's the what's the funny? Uh, there's a YouTube clip. Was his name Jerry? The guy that was in the wheelchair and he lit off all the fireworks and I can't believe you haven't did seen it end well. No. It did not end oh. well. You know, <laughs> it did not end well. If we don't, we can't get sparklers. No, oh, okay. No, you guys, listen. we've wait, we've spent yeah. a lot of time. You guys got three minutes to do all your fucking. Yeah, I've lost my I, yeah, my last take yeah. is already gone. It's, but, it's finished. So I, take your time. I, 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 listen, dude, take your time. Don't 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 blow yourself up in Fourth of July. Come on, bro. One of the two or three most dangerous places in in the world is four wheelers, motorcycles. And fireworks. Some people do all three at the same time. Doing Papa Willie's. Please don't do it. Learn from Jason Perrier Paul. I just dropped a weight on my finger and I'm over here emotional inside. I hurt today. Can you imagine having to go to the hospital? You know the waiting lines over, over UH is crazy. Yeah. And please do not go downtown. Mm. You guys are running around. Listen, get you tell your kids. Take them somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do fireworks at a fireball. Leave it to else. the pros. Yeah, let, yeah, let, yes, them, let them go off. But don't 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 blow your arms off. True. <laughs> Google the pictures of Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His hand. And anybody that thought about lighting any kind of firework no. will think twice I want nothing to do with that. No, I think we should so tweet cool. tweet out G Bush quote, don't blow your arms don't off. Don't blow your arms <laughs> off. But if my neighbor wants to blow his arm off for my amusement, I'm not, I'm not against that. <laughs> You'll watch. I'm not against that. Put it in reverse, Terry. Yeah. I can't believe you I haven't seen that. Now, I don't know that I've laughed it. so hard at anything I've ever seen on the internet. We'll all watch it collectively, right. but if you're at home, Google, Google it. <laughs> Put it in reverse, in Terry. Reverse Terry. Jason, what you got, dog? All right, real quick. My, my final take today is you got to have a guy. I got a guy. I'm so thankful for my guy. My guy, Mike. Everybody needs a guy, Mike. Uh, he can do anything in the house. He can fix. He's over now. You, I gave you his number. Yeah, he could even fix my car. If you remember back, mm. my I had the bumper flapping off the old car, and I went out and bought a new car. <laughs> Not no more. He fixed the flapper Mike. bumper on the car. Mike little, little, fix it, guy. little glue, and he popped it because I gave my old car to my son, and he popped that fender back in. I was like, Mike, if I had known you could fix that for a six dollar tube of glue, I may not have bought a Mercedes. Way to see my marriage. marriage wouldn't be in trouble. <laughs> no, no. I mean, all the problems we could have avoided if I had known a six dollar tube of glue would have fixed both fenders on my car that were flapping. Around. Mm. So now my son is driving around a car with it's a nice little hybrid, good on gas. Fenders don't flap around, and I'm stuck in a Mercedes. All because mm. of the yeah, $6 what, what a tough life. Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, duct tape Jay, you got 20 and seconds. a tube of glue. No, I don't have time. I'll give you the synopsis. Was yeah. I, I've talked to a little league coach recently yeah. who said that little league nationwide is in peril. Yeah. What are the big reasons? Mike and Anthony are coming down for our final regular You're season game. Yeah, and by the way, I'm sorry. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> thanks. So we'll see you tomorrow on the other so Cleveland Sports Show. I hate Fourth of July because of the fireworks. <laughs> and the people that are mad that I'm saying I hate Fourth of July would have read, they would have sided with the British anyway, those people. No, Jay, no, do your final take. <laughs>